we have this huge population of survivors that are, you know, living with the after effects of cancer and, and we need to do research on what's happening to those people and how to help them live, you know, long, amazing lives. Welcome to Believe in Progress, the American Association for Cancer Research Foundation podcast. Join us and be inspired by the incredible stories of those who have faced cancer with strength and resilience and the medical professionals who are working tirelessly to find new treatments and ultimately a cure. Believe in Progress isn't just about the science of cancer. It's about the human side of this disease. Together, we can make progress in the fight against cancer and bring hope to those who need it most. Sarah Happy is 38 years old and lives in Michigan with her husband, Noah, and her two dogs, Hugo and Nancy. She currently works for HBR, a consulting firm that works exclusively with law firms and corporate law departments. Sarah has a law degree from the Temple University Beasley School of Law and a bachelor's degree from the University of Michigan. Sarah has over 10 years of experience in the legal industry and has worked with law firms, government agencies, and academic institutions to implement initiatives related to data analysis, practice optimization, and digital transformation of legal processes. By the age of 25, Sarah Happy had survived not one, but two types of cancer, lymphoma and cervical cancer. After her lymphoma diagnosis in 2007, the aspiring lawyer began a six-month regimen of chemotherapy, followed by two months of radiation therapy. After her treatment was completed, there was no trace of cancer. In 2009, a routine pap test came back abnormal. The subsequent biopsy performed the day before her move to Philadelphia for law school found early-stage cervical cancer. She quickly underwent surgery to remove the cancer and finally moved to Philadelphia shortly after to begin school. Six months later, however, the cervical cancer returned. After another operation, Sarah was once again declared free of cancer. Since then, she has been monitored closely and reports that the cancer has not returned. Cancer, however, remains an ever-present element in Sarah's life. The side effects of her treatments include chronic pain, lymphedema, and radiation fibrosis. Her experience with physicians skilled in cancer survivorship issues have convinced her of the importance of research. In 2017, she became an AACR Foundation ambassador, joining the Runners for Research team and speaking on behalf of the AACR at public events. Sarah, welcome to Believe in Progress, the AACR Foundation podcast. So great to see you. It's good to see you, Mitch. Thanks for having me, and I'm really excited to be here. Awesome. So, Sarah, um, you know, you and I have known each other for a while, and um, you have been like a great ambassador for AACR. Um, and we miss, we miss you and Noah terribly here in Philadelphia, but, but know that, uh, you're doing some important things in Michigan. Um, tell us how things are going and, you know, how you're feeling these days. And, um, it, you know, would love to hear a little bit about what's happening right now in your life. Um, so things are going Okay. Um, we survived 2023, which was a very interesting year. Um, I am in Michigan because both of my parents were diagnosed with different illnesses. So my mom has Parkinson's. My dad had some heart problems. 
Um, and unfortunately, we lost my dad last year, which was hard. Very sorry to hear um, that. Thank you. But, you know, I have a wonderful job. I have an amazing support system. And actually, Mitch, you know, in my intro, you talked about how important it is that people know about survivorship and know how to take care of themselves after cancer. And I can't believe the timing of this, but the day before my dad passed, I actually found out that I had a cancerous um, mole on my chest. Hmm. Um, so I had that removed last year. Um, they got all of the cancer. It's a side effect of my radiation therapy. So almost 15 years later, I'm still kind of living with the after effects of the treatment that saved my life. Um, but you know, I'm lucky. I have doctors that support me, that follow these things, that catch them early. And I'm doing fine. And, you know, we're happy to start a new year and be here in Michigan with family. And I'm just trying to enjoy my job and my husband and our life. Where where were you when, like, you were first diagnosed with cancer? Uh, were, you at Mich- were you in Michigan at the time? I was in Michigan. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had just graduated from undergrad like three weeks earlier. Um, so I was still here. I hadn't, you know, I had still, I had just applied to law school. So I was still kind of in that process. Can you tell us a little bit about your mental state when you find out that you have a cancer diagnosis? You're just stunned, right? I think it's a stunned feeling because you don't, you know, especially at my age, I was 22. You don't ever think it would happen to you. Um, And it was, it was funny because it was a family doctor that kind of told me, right? I think you have cancer. And I had him actually call my mom because I didn't think she would believe me. You know, it was so out there. Yeah. and, and so, you know, you're stunned and then very quickly you start to, well, you have no choice, right? But to kind of get on board and, and move along with what you need to do to treat the cancer. Um, and you have like one of these unbelievable, you just have such a, a great attitude. You've, you've always had a great attitude and, um, and uh, that's something I've always admired about you and, and take that. Just, I think about that all the time. Um, then you were diagnosed with cervical cancer, right? H- how, you know, t- how do you, how do you like keep your attitude so positive? Um, I mean, not everybody is like that. Not everybody has a positive attitude like that. And so if there's a message that you could send to people, you know, about your own experience, could let's talk a little bit about that. So I think, you know, one of the things that keeps me positive is, is knowing that in a lot of ways, I'm really lucky. Um, especially, you know, with the cervical cancer diagnosis, because when you're in cancer treatment, you you spend a lot of time with other cancer patients and radiation, you're there every day, you see the same people, you talk to them. And I knew how lucky I was that despite the fact that treatment was going to be difficult and it was going to change my life, I was going to survive and continue to live a long life hopefully after that. Um, You know, the other thing is just there's still joy, right? Um, Even when there are horrible things happening, there are still moments um, where you can find joy and you can find happiness and you can laugh. And, 
you know, one of the things I did that was ridiculous when I had cancer the first time is I dressed up to go to chemotherapy, like high heels, dresses. I was not looking like I was sick, right? And it became something that I could focus on that was happy and ridiculous. And it was something that, you know, the doctors and the nurses, you know, we would comment and see, you know, what fun, ridiculous thing I could come up with next. Um, And so it was still just finding that joy in these awful moments. Um, Because at the end of the day, you know, I had to get through it too, right? It's not just being happy for other people around me or being positive for people around me. I have to live with myself and I have to get through the experience. And so, you know, I wanted to just continue to find happiness and joy where I could. That being said, I will say there are definitely moments that are not joyful. (laughs) There are definitely moments where you're sad and, you know, you feel like things are never going to be okay again. And, and there's a lot of grief. Um, But I also didn't deny those feelings or those moments either. Right. How is, um, how has cancer changed your life? How has the battle with cancer changed your life? And, you know, you're still, you know, I, I remember when, when we first met, you know, and you just had this like great attitude and, and yet, you know, um, something else popped up and there was another issue and you just kept like, you know, taking it head on it, you know, um, that's really, it was inspiring to me to make sure that I do my best and, you know, not worry about little things that perhaps might bother me. Um, so can you talk a little bit about that? I mean, it's pretty amazing. Um, so, you know, I'll start with the obvious ways that cancer has changed my life, right? Cancer has, you know, taken a lot for me. There's a lot of grieving that I'm going to do about things that I've lost. Um, You know, I'm never going to be healthy again. I will be chronically ill for the rest of my life. I probably will continue to have cancer because of the treatment that I've received. Um, You know, having kids for my husband and I is going to forever be a challenge, right? I will never be able to carry my own children. Um, But the other side of that is, I think it's the people that I've met along the way that really you know, bring a lot of joy. It's, I've been open and by being open, other people have shared their experiences with me and opened themselves up to me. And I've learned a lot about life for 38. And I've shared a lot of experiences with really amazing people, both people that are still here and people that aren't here. And I think that's brought you know, a fullness to my life that I wouldn't have had otherwise. Um, You know, I've also found my people, so to speak. I think, you know, my husband Mm -hmm. and he is the most amazing partner through all of this. And I appreciate him so much for everything that we've been through together, the positive stuff and, you know, all the difficult stuff. So I think there's just a fullness to my life that maybe wouldn't have been there otherwise. Probably really important to have caregiver like, like that, like Noah, um, that that's, you know, so, uh, so impactful for you, but it's probably also taught you, um, as you talked a little bit about your mom and dad, how you, how you are a caregiver now as well. Right. Yeah. And it's, you know, being a caregiver is a whole other 
part of cancer treatment, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I think even before my pa- my parents got sick, I recognized that that was a piece of it that was hard in ways that was totally different from what it was hard for me, right? Because I can always do something. I can go to the treatments. I can actively fight the cancer. I can do all of these things. And a caretaker has to kind of sit by and sit in this really uncomfortable place with you. And there's not a lot they can do. And so you appreciate those people. You know, it's it's really a special person that can sit with you in those really uncomfortable places. And as a caregiver for my parents, you know, even knowing that going into it, it's been really hard that I can't fix it. Right. I can't fix what my mom is going through. I couldn't fix what was happening to my dad. And and I just had to kind of sit with them in those moments. And that's hard. Yeah, I bet. I bet. So um, law school, uh, Temple University brought you to Philadelphia, which is probably, yeah. you know, one of the greatest things that's happened to the ACR, having you move to Philadelphia. Well, why, why Temple? Why Philly? Just kind of curious. What, what was your motivation for that? So I came to Temple because I got a full scholarship. Oh, that's a good reason. Um, <laughs> yes, which was a very, very good reason. Um, but I stayed in Philly because I love the city. Um, so I moved to Philly. And then a year later, my husband followed me out to Philly. And it's just one of our favorite places in the whole world. Um, we still miss Philly every day. We lived in South Philly. Um, We loved our little neighborhood. We loved that we knew, you know, the people that worked at the grocery store. And, you know, I had a little family at my nail salon and all the restaurants knew our dogs and people would come out and bring them out dog bones. You know, it's just. (laughs) Yeah. Is Noah from Michigan? Yeah. Okay. I I didn't know that. He grew up. Well, he's my best friend's older brother, Mitch. So I've known <laughs> I didn't know that Noah either. since I was <laughs> Yes. Okay. So I have known Noah since he was since I was 14 years oh, old. Oh wow. Wow. And actually, you know, it's an amazing story. Um, his sister is my best friend. Um, her name is also Sarah. And we've been friends since we were in middle school. And One of the reasons that we came back to Michigan is that Sarah's husband had bladder cancer. Oh, boy. He was 37 years old, stage four bladder cancer. Um, And unfortunately, like right as the pandemic was happening, we lost John. Mm. Um, So they were married for, thank you. They were married for, you know, two years. And, um, but it was just this like, you know, you think about, the universe and fate and all of those things to bring the four of us together, right? People that had known each other their whole lives and have this amazing family connection, kind of walking this weird path on cancer together. I was grateful that I could be there for Sarah and John and that, you know, we could support the four of us, each other, because we were living through these kind of common experiences. Hmm. Hmm. I can't pinpoint like the moment we met and how you got involved with AACR, it might have been through one of our uh, one of our staff members. It might have been Danielle actually, but could you tell tell us and talk a little bit about why 
why you decided to volunteer for ACR, why you decided to raise money for ACR. And, and then part two of that would be, in your mind, the importance of cancer research and you know, the kind of work that we do. So I think there were two reasons that I have worked with AACR and stayed involved in AACR. I mean, in the, the original reason I wanted to work with you guys is because of your mission, right? You support cancer research. That's the stuff that's going to really have an impact on patients. Um, you know, the support of that that you guys give to the researchers, the doctors, the people doing the work is incredible. Um, and you actually see the impact, right? So, you know, good examples are going to the fundraisers and knowing exactly, you know, whose work the money you're raising is going to, right? right. Um, I came to one of the events and the doctor you were, um, you were uh, featuring, you were, that was, you know, going to to be given the money was my brain surgeon. So time out, um, time out. Party with a purpose <laughs> is the name of the event. Yes, and party with a purpose. Nobody knows this, but you and I, but that doctor, uh, his name is Dr. John Lee at the University of Pennsylvania. He was my surgeon as well. Because um, I, I had- wasn't going to call that out. I was going to well, let you I'll, do it. I'll, but... let it. I'll let it fly. Um, and, um, I, you know, that's such a small world. It's unbelievable. And, you know, he was yeah. ph phenomenal. Um, and um, we were so happy that you you actually came to that event. And we were so happy we could honor uh, Dr. Lee because he's an, a, an amazing neurosurgeon. Amazing. Um, so, so, so you came to that event. You, you believe yes. in research. To continue on in, on that. Um, so the other reason, though, that I stayed working with AACR is because you guys are amazing. The people that work for AACR are wonderful and committed and funny and just amazing to be around. Um, so that's part of the reason. But, you know, cancer research is is what is, again, what is going to improve the lives of patients and it's what's going to save the lives of patients, right? Um, I mean, I think the work that has even been done in the last few years. And, you know, this was kind of, I think, highlighted at one of the annual meetings is this work in early diagnosis, right? Early so, detection, early diagnosis. Um, yeah. You know, research being done to find cancer before it reaches a point where it's not treatable anymore. Um, you know, research, I'm currently benefiting from research that's being done on, on survivorship, right? So, I'm taking medication that, you know, they're doing research to because they think it's going to improve my radiation fibrosis, right? Um, which, you know, is something that impacts me every single day. So, you know, research is really the, the stuff that's going to have the biggest impact on the lives of patients that are being treated with cancer right now, but also you know, we have this huge population of survivors that are, you know, living with the after effects of cancer. And, and we need to do research on what's happening to those people and how to help them live, you know, long, amazing, 
lives. <laughs> yeah, cancer survivorship research is this really growing area of uh, of research that ACR supports and others support as well. So yeah. very, very important because as you know, cancer is becoming more of a chronic problem for many people and you yeah. really want to uh, improve the quality <laughs> quality of your life, right? Hey, tell us a little bit about right. your um, experience with the, the Philadelphia Marathon weekend and, and, and running your sister ran as well. And uh, I loved having you there. I, I forget her first name. Maybe you could remind me. Juliet. Ju- yeah. Like Romeo and Juliet. Right. And Juliet's back in <laughs> Michigan as well. She is. Um, so she's here and she's, funny enough, she's in law school. Okay, great. Um, so there will be two lawyers. Uh, so she's going to be an immigration lawyer. Okay. But but you two sisters decided you were going to run together and, and raise money, right? Yep. So... Philadelphia Marathon Weekend is the weekend before Thanksgiving. It is one of my favorite weekends in the whole year um, because it's just this amazing series of events um, where, you know, you get to see people do, you know, run half marathons and marathons, which are amazing physical feats to begin with. Um, But, you know, the the way that it's going to benefit the lives of people through, you know, the AACR and and the money that's raised and the stories you get to hear about people that are running for other people or running for themselves or running for their loved ones. Um, It's just completely incredible. And the way that everyone supports each other and roots for each other is it's just fun and amazing. And Juliet and I love being a part of it. Um, You know, there's, my sister is is one of my biggest support systems and you know there's something just amazing about being able to get each other through that race like we've gotten each other through you know this experience that really has impacted my whole family yes yeah, cuz wasn't that her first run was it like wasn't that one of her like she hadn't run that distance i think and she had right. never been a runner <laughs> right. until she started running with a- me for AACR yes yeah, so you motivated her and she she did it i was like pretty amazing pretty amazing so it- she's amazing but yeah it was well i i think it was like so so um uh, enlightening to me and, 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 and fun to see the two sisters together. And, um, and then also I remember being with Noah at the finish line and I don't know if both dogs were there, but one of, one of the dogs for sure was there at the finish Hugo line. Was there. Hugo was there. And, and sure enough, when you cross the line, there was this great embrace with, with your husband and Hugo. And that, that, that to me was so gratifying and, and so awesome. So, um, I, I applaud, I applaud you guys on that. Um, let me, um, let me, let me ask you, um, uh, do you remember the experience when, I don't know if she was, I don't think she was the first lady, Jill Biden, Dr. Jill Biden, but you shared a, yep, a podium. She wasn't. Yeah. But you shared a podium with her here in Philadelphia and we yep. were doing a, uh, a, an educational seminar with the public, uh, public television station here. What was that experience like being, you know, being with, uh, Dr. Biden and talking a little bit about your experience? It was great because she's, I mean, she's so warm and she's so kind and, you know, it was great to be able to share my experience as part of like a larger, you know, discussion about cancer because, you know, as a survivor, I have a different perspective Um, and it's, 
amazing to be included as part of that discussion. And, and you know, I, the Bidens, he, Joe Biden actually spoke the first time I came to the annual meeting. Right. Um, and the work that they've done as a family to just make sure that cancer remains in the spotlight and, and really research that would support, you know, cancer and, and a cure for cancer. Um, it was just great to be included. And, and she was lovely, you know, really asked about my personal experience. We took a selfie. Um, <laughs> nice. You did a great, she was you were very great. Sweet. You, you did a great job and, and it was, it was really an amazing day actually. Um, what, so tell me about this H is it you, the HBR consulting? Yes. HBR consulting. And, and, and so, you know, I, I know you were doing a lot of training work when you were in Philadelphia. Tell me a bit about yep. the kind of job you're doing now. So now we work with law firms and corporate law departments on kind of the business of law. Mm -hmm. So one of the things that I focus on is the way that law firms can capitalize on, you know, the data that they have. So, you know, knowledge is what law firms sell, right? The knowledge of their lawyers that's available through all their systems. And so I work with them to figure out, you know, how to use that knowledge and how to support the firm in the way that they do work um, more efficiently using that knowledge. Um, And it's, it's fun. It's really, really fun work. Um, And I work with a really amazing group of people and, you know, that's what makes me love my job every day is the people that I work with. That's awesome. Um, and, and are you virtual or do you, you go into the office or? I am. No, we are completely virtual. Um, so, you know, the office is in our headquarters is in Chicago. Um, but my team is all over the country. So two of my colleagues are in Virginia. Um, one of them is out in California. Um, but you know, we are together every day, you know, here online. (laughs) Funny enough, I've actually never met them in person since I've been working there. No kidding. Yeah. Um, no surprise to me that you're uh, successful in whatever you put your mind to. Um, you're, you're really one of the most amazing and inspiring people I've ever had the opportunity to meet with all, a lot, with a lot of the, you know, stuff that's come down the pike for you, you've overcome it and you, t- you keep looking at it, you know, with a positive lens. And we're so grateful that you, um, you know, have been an ambassador and continue to be an ambassador for the ACR Thank foundation you. and the ACR. And you believe in, in the mission of research. And, um, I, uh, I miss seeing you more, more often, but I'm really happy that that you, you could do this today and um, please give your family my best. Give, uh, give, give everybody a, a hug and a kiss and um, really look forward to seeing you again back here in Philadelphia, hopefully in the near future. But thank you so much because this, this is really, really important to have you in, involved with us and having you on this podcast is a uh, kind of a labor of love for us. Yeah, I'm so happy to be here and I'm, I'm so glad we could do it. And, you know, I'm putting it out there now, Mitch, that I want to run the half marathon in November. So oh, now oh. that it's out there in the world, I have to do it. Right? So, so wait, we're going to have, we're, we'll have to get you registered here very soon. And yes. um, that's, that's yep. great. That's great news. That's great. I mean, so we'll yep. see you in Philadelphia so. then. Exactly. Right. And and now that it's like out in the world, I actually have to do it. This is my way of holding myself accountable. And you have to raise some money too, right? Oh, yeah. No, definitely. <laughs>
Um, definitely. Thank you so much for uh, giving us some time today and uh, um, warm wishes to you and the family and much success and and stay healthy and make it a great 23. And now it's going to be a better 23 because we're going to see you in November back here in the city of brotherly (laughs) love, Philadelphia. It's going to be great. I will be there. Thanks, Sarah. Really appreciate it. Thanks so much. Thank you so much. Uh, Once again, thank you to our listeners, supporters, and donors. And remember, Your support drives the progress against cancer. Once again, please consider subscribing to our podcast, sharing this episode with a friend, and heading over to our website, aacr.org, to consider making a donation. Thank you for listening to the Believe in Progress, the AACR Foundation podcast. This podcast is produced by CollegeCast. Please visit collegecastpodcast.com for more information. Thanks, Sarah.